Literature and Psychology by Dr. Saideh Malik Afzali, Dr. Daniel Rockers, and Dr. Alex Andrade from Tabana Organization. Tabana is a non-profit mental health organization organized in Sacramento, California. Tabana seeks to help individuals and families to strengthen their capabilities and to thrive. Aired on Saturdays and Sundays from 12 to 1 o'clock weekly. A very warm hello to our Radio Bomb.Dot listeners. I'm sitting with my friends and colleagues, uh, Dr. Rockers and Dr. Andrade from Tavano Organization. And today we are happy to be talking about a very important um, topic that we have talked about, but not in this regard. And that is, what does our culture do for us? So what is it that our culture, we always talk about the importance of our culture, but um, the values that it brings to us uh, intrinsic, intrinsically or, um, you know, the so many good points that the culture in regard to our identity, in regard to our relationships, in regard to worldview, the way we see things, our friendships, so many of these factors are all connected to our culture. So every time we talk about culture, immediately we think of the language, the food, um, celebrations, um, traditions, and all of that, which is great part of anybody's background. But thinking deeper into culture brings a lot of other good points that today we like to talk about that. I think for me, one of the things that culture represents too is, is a worldview uh, that we have. We, we don't always realize that, especially early on in our life or early on in our experience, but then as we kind of meet and, and venture out into the world, we come face to face with something that's kind of maybe adverse or, or opposite of what we've thought or known for so long. But I think a lot of times cultures, a lot of cultures, I think, come from a place of struggle, of having to persevere. And so a lot of <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of strength and encouragement and growth is really embedded in the culture of itself. Uh, I'm just thinking of the Latino culture where there's a lot of encouragement for, for overcoming challenges, unifying, really trying to, to grow and, and uh, evolve, even despite the challenges and the difficulties versus feeling as though, you know, that those adversities can can limit. I, I think a lot of times it's this idea of pushing and growth and and being able to to persevere to a whole new level that is something that really feels like is ingrained in not just the culture, but as you're a part of that culture within you and, and definitely I think within your family as well. Alex, are you talking about how a culture itself deals with adversity? So for example, a particular group dealing with something that is pointed against them, or are you talking more about how a culture, the culture that I'm in helps me as an individual deal with my own adversities that I'm facing? I think it could be a combination of both. I think it starts with the culture as a whole. And I don't think it's so overt. I don't think it's like we're oppressed or that we're 
suffering sometimes. It's just that know that we have strength through our values. We have strength through our connections. And so it's kind of ingrained the sense of we have, you know, survived. We have, we have persevered despite some of these challenges that not even another group poses, but just life poses and, and that people pose. And so I think in, in, in healthy development that gets ingrained into the individual where when they do encounter some difficulties or challenges within the world, that they're not taking on just this victim mentality, but instead it's like, no growth and, and perseverance is a part of my identity already. And, and so, and, you know, we, we've talked about how in our society now there's this big emphasis on, on being the victim and how people kind of are, are looking to blame others really quickly. And so that's why I said in a healthy, maybe development that people are focusing, not just on the adversity and challenges that, that happen in life. Cause those have been there. Those, if anything, those have been there even worse in history. But now if we're looking at, you know, what, just the idea of in general, what does my culture give me? How does that imbrue strength in me from the very beginning uh, through family, through those traditions and those uh, rituals that we have? Then we can start to look at, oh, wait, look at the, look at how this builds this, this strength and this, this, this striving that we can have within us as well. Kind of an inspiration. Yeah. yeah how yeah. have people from whatever culture I identify with, how have they worked and overcome their adversities? How have they grown through different things? Because I think every culture has a narrative. Every culture has a narrative as far as what they have struggled with. I mean, we think traditionally, too, it, we could even go to American history. People, you know, landed on Plymouth Rock. It was it was freedom from, you know, uh, uh, the tyranny of, you know, a king. And it's like, oh, look at the the oppression that we faced and how we struggled across the ocean to, you know, achieve freedom and to be able to grow and to have our, our liberty and our choice in that way. And, and I mean, I think every culture, that's just the American culture. I mean, every culture has, you know, these, this idea of what it means to push and to strive and try to move forward in those ways. Yeah. And, and it's a sense of, um, you know, closeness, sense of, um, you know, when, when you think of culture, you think of your family and how close the relationship is. Culture brings a group of people together in different occasion. And it's a bigger family when you think of culture. Immediately, the community you have grown up comes to your mind. The community you know, and you feel those support without even being able to put your hands, your finger on it. But you know there is such um, strong support there. And I think the sense of culture just gives you some sort of stability, the identity that um, you have. And it's a big part of you without even thinking about it. But um, as important it is, um, our name, our family, our family background, I think in a bigger sense, our culture is, the way I look at it, is more like a bigger family we would think of with all the things that a family brings in everybody's life, in everybody's being. Culture is similar to that in a bigger scope. That's how I see it. Are you saying culture is the same or different from community? 
I'm just thinking it includes even more. It includes community. It includes family. It includes a nation, perhaps. It includes um, states. It, it just includes a lot more than, than just the community. That's how I see it. I think a lot of times, too, culture breeds community in that way. A mm-hmm. sense of connectedness, similar interests, values, uh, things that unite us in that way. I think when, I mean, when I think of culture, I tend not to think of me in isolation. I almost immediately go to others. I go to family. I go to people who identify in that same way. Uh, There've been times where even just knowing somebody is of my same, you know, uh, racial ethnic identity right there. It's like, oh, hey, there's a, there's a likeness there. there. There's probably some things that we understand together without even having talked to that person and just building on even that like hey i heard uh, you said you were mexican you know my name's alex nice to meet you oh yeah hey how you doing just right there it's like already like there's maybe something there common bond common ground yeah exactly yeah yeah um and i think it, it culture plays an important role in each person regardless of how Uh, you separate yourself by culture or you integrate other cultures, but it's how you perceive within you. So how do you connect yourself to your background, whether this background seems to be, um, you know, something that you never even thought of, but it's, it's what keeps you strong in life, I think. Um, and, and it's just sort of like belonging, um, especially um, you, when you think of the language part, when you think of the traditional part, it just, uh, it's um, something you, you think about, something it's in the back of your mind, something that you rely on, um, you look forward to, uh, you, it brings people together. And I think as human beings, we are all about relationship. We are all about social life. And part of the culture is that, especially for people who celebrate different parts of their culture. One of the things I was thinking too, Saida, and I, I know you've mentioned in friends who I have who are of different, like, you know, connected to the Persian culture is that idea of the storytelling and even just how the storytelling serves as a way to kind of connect each other and and to almost embrace this idea that there will be challenges in life and there can be lessons that are learned from that, that they're just not these like adversarial things or these, these things that are destructive to your life and your well-being. where I think a, a lot of times too, similarly in the Latino culture, there's like a lot of joking and playfulness where it's almost like you would almost say like, man, you guys are mean to each other. Like you guys are always kind of ragging on each other, but there's always this idea too, that it's like, well, it builds that that endurance or that strength where, you know, if somebody can could comment on something and it doesn't tear you down and it doesn't uh, you don't fold under that type of pressure, you know, especially with people who you care about, then, you know, you could probably face a lot of things in life. You could probably really endure a lot more. And so and again, I think it's it's this almost like this kind of adaptive way of conditioning of you're going to face some challenges and adversity without, again, pointing the finger at others or a specific group, but just being like, life does that. Life is going to give you some challenges. You can learn to laugh about it and kind of joke about it and even own it in that way versus it being something that 
destroys you or, or, or overwhelms you. Absolutely. I mean, Dan, even when, when I think of sometimes cultures within cultures, like sometimes you talk about, you talk, you have talked about farming culture or where you grew up. I mean, even that, when you think about it, because for example, one of the other things I was thinking, when you live in big cities, like um, I um, was born in Tehran, which is the capital city of Iran, and it's a large city with um, population that it's uh, it's growing even every year. And then um, I remember in my childhood, on uh, in summertime, we were going to um, different places. That it was more like village life. It was very different, but it was um, the weather, the condition was different, and it was cooler and it was nicer people had more like village life um, at that time. And um, even that culture within the culture, uh, it just brings a combination of um, variety within a culture. And when I think of like American culture, when you think about Southern part of the country compared to Northern part, compared to um, places that are by the water, um, where the civilization started in different places. So there are so many things about culture that we are just touching on the surface and how I think psychologically and um, economically all these different things um, have benefited us, have, uh, the, I mean, changed us from within, um, and, and even thinking about, for example, immigration, the culture of immigration for people who have immigrated to another country is different than the culture of people who have, have not ever moved from the place they've been. You know what I mean? When you think about it, there's so many aspects and so many parts within a human being that comes from the culture, but... Um, it's it's a lot more than what we can even see the culture as one aspect. Um, there's so many aspects to it. There's. Are you saying there's so we all belong to so many different cultures at the same? I time? I do believe in that because we have culture of workplace, we have culture of family, we have culture of friends, we have uh, we have culture of generation, we have culture of gender we have. I mean, think about it. It's such a big combination. Even places we have visited, even, um, you know, memories of the childhood. And if, if we have added some other parts of another culture into our life, if, we, if for example, our parents just provided that opportunity for us, there are so many factors. So when I think about it as, a, as an immigrant person right now, my culture is very different than another person who hasn't been immigrated because it has brought so many other things in my, in, into my life that has evolved me in different ways. So that now has become part of my culture. And now what happens is I'm gravitated towards 
people who have similarities with what I have. And that's why in the community that you create after evolving, um, those communities have different cultures. So we can come back and continue our conversation. Shanwandigan Aziz, Radio Bomdad. Aghe sedae maro be zaban inglesi az Radio Bomdad mishnavin. Man be hamrahe dutan az hamkaranam, Dr. Daniel Rockers va Dr. Alexander Radi dar khidmatun hastim va imruz darim raje be taghirati ke farhang dar ma be wujud miyare va inke فرهنگ برای ما چیکار میکنه ما همیشه تعریف میکنیم از اینکه فرهنگ ما چقدر اهمیت داره ولی امروز داریم میشکافیم این قضیه رو و صحبت میکنیم راجع به اینکه در چه زمینه هایی این فرهنگ رو ما اثر میذاره و اون شخصیت ما اون چیزی که ما شدیم الان رو تغییر داده یا در ما اضافه کرده یا همینی هستیم که هستیم به چه صورت برمیگردیم و دنباله صحبتمون رو ادامه میدیم With Dr. Alexander Radi and Dr. Daniel Rockers, and we continue our conversation regarding culture and what culture brings to us. Uh, we have talked many times about different uh, part of this conversation, which was um, importance of culture in many ways. But today we are going to uh, dig deeper into culture and what it does to us. Yeah, I think it's, again, one of those things where on the, even on the everyday level, our culture kind of uh, becomes something that allows us to kind of move through the world in a way where we can feel supported, we can feel as though we're able to, I, I just feel like it, it allows us to make sense of things in ways that uh, if we didn't have that connection with it, we would probably struggle in so many ways, because I think it, a lot of times it comes down to our identity it's a culture is really something that is central to who we are and even how we bring ourselves into a situation. I was talking with a, a friend of mine the other day, who's also Latino. And we were talking about how, when we're even in a, a setting where we may be the only one of that cultural or ethnic background or that racial background, 
that we come with a sense of pride of not only am I here to do the best and to, to kind of show, you know, my work ethic and who I am as an individual, but there's also that desire to represent uh, my group in a way. So I'm, I'm also wanting to show that as an individual and as somebody from my culture that I deserve to be here and that I'm somebody to kind of be reckoned with almost in a way where very adversely to, as we've talked about, you know, in our culture now, rather than saying, oh, I'm the only person here and that's a problem and that's not fair and that's not right. <clears throat> you know, and, and almost to the point where it detracts from even being able to focus on why we're there, then it's like, well, wait a minute. You know, I, I'd rather have people say, oh yeah, you know, Alex is complaining about how he's the only Mexican person here again, versus being like, Hey, that Alex guy is a hard worker too. Like he just, he busts his butt and Oh wait, he's, he's Latino too, huh? Like it's a part of me, but then it's like, I'm wanting it to be something that I carry with me with pride versus it being something where I'm, I'm using it to say like, Oh, look, I'm, you know, I'm already, a, you know, a foot behind, or I'm already struggling in that way. And again, I'm not saying that there isn't those adversities and those challenges that do make it difficult in that way. But wanting to, again, represent my culture, my race, my ethnicity in a way where, look, at this is what, almost this idea, this is what my culture gives me. It gives me that strength and that power to say, you know what, I want to bring that with me to, to show that this is, you know, this is me and this is my culture in that way versus it being something that, you know, we feel like we have to hide. And, and again, that's why I think it goes to identity because I, I think we, over time, integrate that more in a way where it is, it could be a core part of us, but it doesn't have to, I don't know, it doesn't have to be at, at the forefront any more than any other part of us necessarily. Are you saying that we are representatives of our culture, that we are always representatives of our culture? In some degree, not that we need to be the spokesperson necessarily, but that there can be pride in our culture in a way where in where we're in situations where we may, there may not be that representation. That is something that I think we kind of carry with us as well. But yeah. And as uh, you were talking about this, Alex, it just brought me to the time that, um, you know, with my teaching background and being in education, uh, I remember um, one of the things that without even thinking about it, I always told the children who came from different parts of the world. Uh, and um, I always said, you're the ambassador of your countries. You're the ambassador of your culture. If you do anything, um, it just, it's going to be counted towards your whole nation because they don't know anything except that so-and-so is from that part of the world, but it is so much um, responsibility on our shoulder when we walk with that culture as who we are. And I think um, especially it is part of our responsibility, but because not necessarily everyone knows about different cultures. So as a rep from different culture, you're, you have a big role. So when you said that, it is absolutely true that you carry so much responsibility. People look at you and they think the whole nation is like you. Although you have so many other components, 
but it's in a way true because you are showing a big part of the culture as who you are, you know, and, and granted, there's so many different types of personalities, uh, cultures within cultures, the way you're raised, all of that. But in general, when it comes to culture, they count you as a person from that culture. Yeah. And, and again, I think it becomes one of those things where it's just a part of you. And it's not to say that it isn't what people see, but then over time, it can be one of those things that people don't even think about, not in a negative way, they discount it, but it's just a part of you. I think a great example, when I remember when I was like 20, I was working for the uh, the state of California. And some, some time later, a good friend of mine who was uh, Asian American told me, he goes, I remember when they were walking you around the halls, like introducing you to everybody. And he must've looked at me at, at a moment where I kind of had a kind of maybe a serious face or a stern face because anyone knows me, knows I'm joking, I'm laughing all the time. And so but he said he, he caught a glimpse of me and the first thought he had, and this is how good friends we were, he could just say this. He goes, I first thought, why'd they hire this scary looking Mexican guy? <laughs> and then I was like, what are you talking about? I go, when did I look scary? He goes, I don't know. I just seen you. And I thought, man, this guy looks scary. And he goes, but now it's like, you know, like nobody's ever intimidated by me because they know like I'm just, you know, joking and laughing all the time. But again, it was one of those things where at first, like that was one of the first things he's seen you know, uh, my race, my ethnicity in that way, and maybe almost a negative way. But then it became one of those things where it's just part of who I am part of, you know, what's there. And, and again, I think it speaks to what, you know, those stereotypes, those things that that do come in the world and that we do face, but that doesn't have to be, you know, the, the dominant thing, or that's not always all there is to us in that way. It is up to us to educate others about our our culture and our identified cultures as well, don't you think? I haven't really thought about this before, but hearing you guys talk, we it is our each of our responsibilities because otherwise, you leave the you leave the door open for a lot of misperceptions. I think it's an opportunity more so than a responsibility because oh, a res- responsibility okay. thinks is almost like you have to or you need or, to or you're supposed to. Yeah, exactly. Where. You know, it could be a, a, a place of learning in that way. And I think that's something I know you come with, Daniel, this learning and this curiosity where you're wanting to know in that way. And I think a, a lot of times people are hesitant and scared to, to broach that. Like, tell me about your background or tell me about your culture where, you know, people are like, well, why do you want to know? Or well, like, what are you asking? And it's like, no, it could be a great opportunity to connect and to learn in that way. Uh, again, I mean, I, I am, I'll, I'll fully admit it. I'm ignorant when it comes to so many different cultures and different uh, races and ethnicities. And it's, it's always one of those things where it's, it's a great uh, experience to be able to learn from an individual in that way. I don't want to put that on somebody like, Hey, give me a full report of your cultural background and history. And I want to know, you know, what your family went through. It's like, no, 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 no. It's like, okay, there's a time and a place maybe for it in that way. But it could be a great way to connect and, and really feel like you're you're learning that person and they're sharing with you in a way. The other thing I was gonna say, it is also important to be open to talk about the negative part of your culture. I mean, when you feel comfortable in your skin and you are looking at things from a worldview, from your um from you from it different um, perspective of being um, a little bit rigid about 
who you are. This is my background. I mean, it's great to have that because it um, builds that um, uh, self-esteem, builds um, a lot of good points. But when you reach that, it's like um, hierarchy of needs. You know that you have so much strength and stability within you that now you can look at things in a different way. You can bring up some of the things, even it could be personal, even it could be something that you feel like, why people in my culture, you know, take so much pride about this? Why? I mean, bring all those whys to question because it helps us rather than blind, just blindly go through everything. And this is how I am. And this is the best. And this is, I, I think it's good to have that stability and pride, but also it's good to get to a point to freely think about things that are good, that you really feel like these are good for humanity. These are good for community. These are good um, trait of, um, you know, um, culture or characteristic of your culture, but then just bring everything um, under question as well. Just why do we do this this way? That it's it's better if we change it and do it the other way. I feel like you know, especially for for me at this point, being an immigrant, um, traveling more, seeing different people, seeing different culture. It's a great opportunity to pick what you like and what you think it makes more sense and then let go of some of the, the things that you were hanging on to as part of your culture without even thinking about it. Do you know what I mean? I, I think that, Go ahead, Daniel. Yeah. Very interesting take on that, the negative aspects of one's own culture. And when you first said that, I'm thinking, whoa, hold on. <laughs> thinking a it's very tricky ground to tread but b then i started thinking about some of the cultures i identify with and like i had this immediate uh rejection of wait a minute i no, those aren't i don't have and but then as i thought more i thought well okay i could see some of the negative aspects of that alex what were you gonna say yeah i was gonna say <clears throat> i totally agree i think it is something that initially there's that that pushback against it because we we're connected with our culture. We, we we're, we're willing to defend it and say, no, it's not bad. You know, it's only good. What are you talking about? But a lot of times there are kind of shortcomings or growth that can happen sometimes within the culture that meets either the needs of the, the people within the culture or even the times in that way. I think a lot of times if we think of even just the term traditional, it's like, well, I'm kind of traditional in that my thinking we don't always think of it as being really open and and kind of exploratory of other things that are beyond what has always been identified with that culture. Like, for example, if we were to say a traditional Latino male, we're probably thinking somebody very stoic, somebody who doesn't talk a lot about their emotions or their feelings, uh, maybe somebody who focuses on, you know, this idea, well, I provide for my family, you know, I don't need to know how they're feeling or what they're thinking. It's like, well, no, that's, that's my, that's how I'm dutiful to the family where it's like, well, that's not bad necessarily, but there can, 
be some maybe growth in some of that thinking as well. Uh, so again, there can be pieces of it where it's not bad, but it's just there's there could be some evolution potentially. I definitely do think that because when you start questioning, I think if you just accept things, regardless, now we are talking about culture, but just ask questions. Why do we do it this way? Why do we don't do it this way to, for example, make it more enjoyable rather than just a stick to um, that part? I'm sure things happen in the past and because of the environment, because of the economy, because of the uh, cultural situation, um, you know, all of that happens because, um, you know, there, there has been a reason behind it at the time that certain ceremonies, certain traditions, certain way of life um, has been established, but that doesn't mean in 20th century, we do it the same way. Or even when you come to um, put it under more um, question or uh, look at it in a different way or look at it with a different lens, uh, you go back to history, you go back to the um, political situation at that time. So we have to be um, also open-minded to different parts of a culture. Uh, the part that brings us together mostly is the ceremonies, mostly is um, the, um, uh, you know, important um, traditional part of the culture. Language is a huge part of a culture, I think, because with language, there's so many meaning and deeper um communication and aspects of communication that is not apparent and it's it's we just look at it in surface but there's so many deeper meaning into language and i think language is a big part of a culture and as we notice even with generation by generation language changes there's so many uh, idioms that it wasn't in in languages like sometimes I feel like if now I go back to Iran I probably see the language of young people because I hear I hear the word I have never heard and now they say this means this and this so language is um, basically in motion in change in um, by generation language changes so as language changes, we have to also think of other things. Are they changing and we don't realize it? Do we need to be changed? With that, we got to our second um, break and we come back to continue our conversation. Shanvandigan Aziz, Radio Bamdad, Agas Sedai Moro Bazabon Engilisi Mishnavin, Man Mesle Hamishe, Saide Malikap Salibo Shomohasam, Vahamrohe Hamkoranam, Dr. Daniel Rockers, Dr. Alexandra Di. در مورد فرهنگ و تغییراتی که فرهنگ در ما ایجاد میکنه در سر مرور زمان فرهنگ چی هست و چی به ما میده تا کنون داشتیم صحبت میکردیم برمیگردیم و دنباله صحبتمون رو با دکتر راکرز و دکتر اندراده ادامه میدیم
with Dr. Rockers and Dr. Alexandrati, and we continue our conversation about culture. So far, we've been talking about uh, what culture gives us, what aspects of culture we follow, and what um, basically we always talked about importance of culture in many ways in our different um, conversations. But today, specifically, we are digging more into culture and what brings us in our personal life, in our social life, at work, and um, basically uh, who we are as a person. I just wanted to go back to uh, language, as you mentioned, too. Uh, our listeners may not know this, but some time ago, and I don't remember exact you know, time frames, but uh, there was this idea that to be bilingual actually was not so good. And so there was a lot of kind of negativity towards even teaching in bi bilingual settings and teaching individuals to be bilingual, where now the, the thinking has changed and the, the research and data has shown that it's actually beneficial for individuals to be bilingual, where they actually have increased kind of cognitive flexibility. And so it, it's something, too, that the... The, the data, the, the research, the emphasis, even in society and culture has changed in this way where something like that is a huge part of our culture. Sometimes language is kind of encouraged and, and fostered in that way. Uh, I have friends who are in kind of biracial uh, marriages and uh, they may not be familiar with the, the language, uh, but that's something they want their children to learn. So I've had friends, you know, take the effort to, to kind of learn the language so that their their children could kind of benefit from that in that way. And they struggle and, and you know, it's it's not the most comfortable for them, but they know that it's going to benefit their child in, in multiple ways, both in a connection with their culture, but then also being able to uh, connect more with uh, people out in the world as well. Absolutely. And um, I think of uh, first generation immigrant um, people who came here due to several um, situations um, in different countries when they come, their children have had part of that culture plus this um, new culture that they've been raised into. And I think of my own children, they're completely mixed of the two culture as I think I am now after living here for so many years. Um, and, and this, uh, I personally think it's definitely an addition rather than subtraction because you add things to yourself to your view to your looking at things that um, brings you brings more into your life and um, it's really interesting not talking about culture our new generation have been born here but also learn a lot about our culture at home or when they went back to visit or they learned the language they learned the culture at home but they were uh, in a way maybe 70% mainly in this culture and 30 some percent or, or different percentages depending on how the families wanted to raise the kids. But they joke a lot about their parents and the culture. And it's a new way of looking at the culture, which is so funny when we, um, you know, especially I've seen this in different wedding parties, uh, where uh, a comedian comes at the wedding and start joking about 
um, because this is a person now who has been raised uh, here, but has the culture, the Persian, for example, culture, and they start um, being sarcastic and uh, joke about the way they've been raised by the parents' culture and being in this culture. And as a parent, when you sit and you listen to what they're saying, we laugh, but the pressure that's been on them, it's really interesting to listen to. Because on the one hand, the parents at home are teaching them something else, and then they go to the society. Now this is there in this new culture, and the new culture says something else. And then they're between these two culture, on the one hand, maybe the pressure of the family, and then on the other hand, the pressure of the peers, the pressure of a school, the pressure of the new culture. So they're moving between these two, and I'm just thinking, you know, human being is very flexible. We get, we adopt so quickly. But when you think about this, it's a lot of pressure on kids. Having another culture, parents selling them something else and going to the society, seeing something else and the society is asking them something else. And being in the education, working with a lot of kids, I have been witnessing so many rebellious behavior among people from um, two cultures that they were raised differently at home. And now they're with uh, another culture with peer pressure, with the society's pressure that is asking them something else. And sometimes they can't take it and they, um, you know, act out. And I've seen so many of that and I'm so familiar with that. That's why I think it's it's a lot of education for people that they move to another culture, another way of life. Um, it's that's why they say cultural shock for many people. And I've studied a lot about bilingual education, about bicultural, um, and and I know so many psychological issues and mental health issues with people who face with this conflict of two culture, conflict of new life with different language, with different lifestyle. So there's so much to talk about each part of this. If you even um, talk about culture, there are other pieces to it um, that, you know, needs to be dissected and talked about. Well, how much of these... Um... Are you talking adolescence, rebelling? Uh, even the- even um, from, let's say, preschool all the way up to high school, I've seen. Because at a certain time of my career, I was uh, the liaison between parents and schools. And I was going to different situations, talking to school um, principals or teachers regarding the behavior of the students. And some of these students starting from preschool because... First of all, think about it. The immigrant families go through so much to adjust. A new life, economy, running their family, raising their kids, and then the conflict at home. These poor kids, they come to school, they have all this conflict at home, and now they come to school and they have to deal with other pressure, with language, with culture, with um, you know different lifestyle in a complete opposite way sometimes and they act out not every kid can take it um you know 
in a stable way. A lot of uh, situations I've witnessed and I've worked with. Well, how much, how do you distinguish between acculturation pressure, like the pull between parents and traditional culture and the kids facing new culture? How do you distinguish between that and the normal psychological developmental needs of child to separate and become their own person? Or can you distinguish? That is, and and I'm sorry, I just all of a sudden switch our conversation to acculturation and immigration. All of a sudden, this came to my mind because talking about culture and uh, seeing different culture and seeing different behavior of the kids just brought this part of our conversation to acculturation. Uh, Alex, you want to say something? I'm going to raise my hand so I can maybe jump in and help you a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think this speaks to the idea that that culture is very fluid. And we have to think that there are things that are constantly uh, influencing it. And so that can be even things like technology, uh, you know, world economics, you know, even, you know, some of the, you know, uh, social movements that we see. And so culture is always uh, in flux with the world and what's going on with the times in that way. And so I think kind of along those lines, Daniel, that there's probably going to be some of these things that come up against culture in a way that could probably be very normal in the sense of the older uh, generation and the younger generation and the, the angst that, you know, is teenagers in that way. Uh, but then it's also influenced by some of those things that are just kind of going on in the world in that way and, and how the uh, culture in itself is growing and evolving in that way. So I think it's probably very hard to, to sparse out and, and clearly say this is when it's the acculturation and this is when it's generational. It's probably really interwoven in those ways. I see it completely two different ways of looking at acculturation and culture and psychological growth or growing in that culture, because it's totally, I mean, experiencing both, I can say, um, as part of your growth, you're also acculturating to another culture. You know what I mean? It's like a mix of your natural growth and now acculturation has been, uh, it's a flood. It's a flood that comes all of a sudden and mess up everything. You know, it's, it's like um, that has been your growth and your race, your, your uh, moving towards your psychological growth, your uh, physical development, your development as a human being within the culture. So you have a very normal um, movement through life as uh, when we talk about uh, human development. But all of a sudden, I think it's like something unusual all of a sudden happens and messes up with everything you had learned all the way through here and messes up the normal development of your growth if you hadn't been you know, acculturated to another culture. So I think this is huge new phenomenal to talk about because I've experienced it myself. 
And I'm sure many people around the world have experienced it and each has probably different way of looking at it. Some people don't really think about it. They just move on with life like in any part of events of life that they don't go back and think. But maybe because I was in education, maybe because I was working with a lot of kids, parents, issues at schools, maybe I, or or maybe because of my study with bilingualism, with culture, with everything that was part of my, um, you know, background and education. But um, I paid more attention to this and what it does to you as a human being coming from completely different culture. And um, this flood all of a sudden comes and takes you with it. And then you have to survive and you have to get up and see what's happening in my life. And now I have to I have to just get up and stand on my feet and do things. And I'm sure this is something that happened to many, many people who emigrated. And if we read this story of immigration and cultures and what happens to families and what um, crisis they go through, um, and and so many happy uh, stories as well. But I mean, it's a range from crisis all the way to success, and and then and then many successes, but going through crisis, uh, molding in the middle, and then becoming who you are, and get up and and survive and be successful. This is the the story of many people when they um, acculturate to another culture. When you say this flood, when you reference this flood coming at you, you, what are you talking about specifically? The flood is the economical situation, the new lifestyle, uh, new everything. It's, It's like a flood that all of a sudden you're dealing with that. It's like normal life completely now has changed. You get up, you don't know now. Okay, you don't know. Maybe, I mean, now is different because people know language, especially English language around the world. But let's say if you haven't have the language, you get up, you don't even know if somebody calls, what are you going to say? If somebody knocks at the door, you don't know what to say. You don't know when you want to take your kids to school. You know, what do you need to do? You need to get help all of a sudden you become helpless in many ways because um, I'm faced with many people who have gone through this these situations. You hear something about people immigrating, but um, I remember one of um, my very good friends who actually knew some English even when she came here and she said um, something happened to the um, uh, the uh, the uh, situation with the water coming um, underground or something was uh, happening at at home. And she says, I didn't know what to do. I didn't want who to call. I didn't know uh, what is the situation. So she said, I called someone I knew. Um, So I said, what do I do? She goes, I'm so busy. I'm at work. Just go to Yellow Pages. This is from years before when there was Yellow Pages. Just go to Yellow Pages. And she goes, I went to Yellow Pages. I didn't know what to do. And even if I find 
a number to call. I don't know what to say. How do, how do I explain what happened? So, I mean, you face with all these uh, stories that people share and the stress, the amount of, when, when we talk about flood or crisis, I mean, every little part of this can shake up a person's, um, you know, situation at the moment. Um, so there's so many stories. Uh, I wish I had time to write a book about even hearing from people what they have gone through as a real stories. Uh, and, and it seems like it's very simple. Uh, the friend had said, open the yellow pages and call, but she didn't even know. <laughs> what does she mean by yellow pages? Who do I call? How do I find a person to come and help? If we're talking about culture now, yeah, we should probably even uh, talk about what the yellow pages are and the white pages, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because we have maybe lost some listeners and being like, wait, what? Is this something yeah. from years and years ago? Just say it's uh, the internet locally in print form. Let's just leave it at that. How about? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. So we got to the end of our program with so many still things to talk about. I want to thank my colleagues, uh, Dr. Rockers and Dr. Andrade, but also ask if they want to say something as a final statement. Yeah, I'll jump in. I think it's one of those things where nowadays there's an emphasis on our culture as uh, in comparison, if you will, to maybe the dominant culture or even sometimes the other cultures. I think it could be powerful to look in, look at our culture within itself and saying, what speaks to me? What allows me to feel a sense of identity, a sense of strength, a sense of power, not because it's different than that other culture or it's less than some other culture, but the strength in and of itself. And I think very often there's so much that our each individual culture provides us and something that we can be open to learning about in regards to other cultures that we can take something from as well. So I think it's very normal to compare and contrast, but I think it's also very important to look just within our own sometimes and, and see the value of that and, and to be able to appreciate that. I would echo that sentiment. I really like what you're saying there, Alex. I think it's so important not to view one's own culture as either better, more than, or less than, or better than, or worse than any other culture. Every culture has its own value and is valuable. And we are all a product of many different cultures in a way, so many different things. What I would add to what you said is why not take a look at some of the different cultures that you belong to or that are part of you and see what problem solving ways do they offer you and how can you practice some of those? Like, mm -hmm. Let's draw on our backgrounds and help make the world a better place and make ourselves a better place or make ourselves better people. Like everything you guys said, um, I was just thinking the same way as we grow and become more conscious and especially in the field of psychology, as we value more and more people's emotions, people's feelings and people as who they are and so many factors of a human being, I think as we know how important it is to look at a person as who that person is, um, each person is a package. And if we accept that and we learn about that person, you learn about 
a different world behind that person that includes a lot of other things, which would be <coughs> culture, which, which would be, you know, uh, all of that. So, uh, yeah, just value your culture, value who you are, value other people, value other cultures, your name, your identity, your background is important, but also other people's name, other people's identity, other people's culture, all of that is as important. So with that, we wish everyone a wonderful day. We come back to continue our conversation tomorrow.
تو روزی راز این بازی بدانیم نکته رمزش بخانیم لحظه های زندگی چون موج دریا گرچه سرد و سخت زیباست موج این دریا گرد و سر سرنوشتت سرگذاشتت در فراز بلده باور سفر کن بال خود را با سر کن همچه حافظ پای کوبان و غزر خان لشکر غم را به در فلک سخی نمانده این زمانه هر بزن تا بیکرانه سرنوشت را باید از سرنوشت شاید این با کمی بهتر نوشت شغیرا غرق در باور نمیشه قصه ها را به سیری گر نمیشه از کجای این باور آمد که گر رود سر بر نگردد سر رادیو بامداد صدای ما و شما با زبانی آشنا